to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 129. And with me, returning champion and, and former regular, <laughs> James Charlton from all the way from the land of Nippon. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. Hey, man. Good early morning slash late evening. Yeah, this is it's kind of weird, isn't it? One of us is almost ready for bed. The other us just got out of it. It, it, it's dark where we both live right now so. <laughs> right in different <laughs> ways okay. there you go <laughs> so uh yeah it's, it's been a while man it has been a long time jimmy c yeah jimmy c <laughs> for those who haven't been listening for a long time back when i was living in okinawa we he was uh the only person in my time zone so we uh you recorded several episodes of this podcast. I became a semi-regular, if you can call yeah. it, if you can have such a thing on this podcast. Sure. No, you're, you're probably on most of the episodes. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I was actually, look, before this, I was looking back and, uh, yeah, there was a gap where there were no episodes and then suddenly I show up <laughs> and then we started having regular episodes again. <laughs> but, you know, good things come to those who wait. That's or right. something like that. So, well, <laughs> or you know, hey, hey, more fitting expression. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. Um, Thank you. It's always good to be on it. So uh, we've got a good lineup here. James knows two of the games, and nope. uh, for three, he's, he's in the dark. So he's kind of playing long, sort of. So yeah, it's, I think it's more fun this way, and you know, the listeners can laugh at my ineptitude. <laughs> well. Um, it, it's all in good fun. <laughs> it's all in good fun. I don't. I don't mind being left out. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get started with the first game, which uh, was my selection. Cool.
That's a nice little duty. Very nice. Pokes you up. Yeah, I... I... (laughs) Either wakes you up or, you know, pokes you up in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. Delete as appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, just in that episode, uh, sorry, just in that song, I looked at my last episode. It was uh, episode 106. How many years is that? That's April April 2012. Uh, mm, <laughs> Two mm. and a bit years ago. Mm. Ouch. <laughs> just just before I went off the grid. So yeah. Reminds me a lot of uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Oh yeah, the uh, volcano level. Can't remember what it's called, but yeah, yeah. cool. And, and we have used that game, by the way, already. So don't don't guess that. <laughs> All right, here, here's your hint question. This game ostensibly takes place inside of which structure? Okay. Oh, is that it? <laughs> that is it. Although it's a pretty good giveaway if you you know if you played this game. If you played the game, um, well, I don't think I've played this game, um, and so I'd be just be happy to get. I'd just be happy to get the system right. <laughs> so it's probably it's probably later than the snares. So it's probably it sounds too good to be GBA. Um, so I'd probably guess something like on DS. So some kind of puzzle game on the DS. <laughs> eh, okay. This is Mario Party 4 for the GameCube. Which I was surprised we haven't <laughs> used. The GameCube? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, not a puzzle game. Well, not you, I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're gonna be <laughs> off by a genre of puzzle game and board parlor gamer, you know, they're they're not that far off. Yeah, I guess it involves lots of mini game puzzle games, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is Mario Party Four. It was the first Mario Party game for GameCube. Um, it, it really is strange that I haven't used this yet because that's the only Mario Party game I own for GameCube. Well, there's plenty to choose from. <laughs> well, I, what is there? Is like four to seven or something? I don't know. But uh, we, I think we have you. I think we used. I think we used five, which I think I only rented. But game, I don't know if there's a whole lot remarkable about it. I mean, it, it was it was decent. I, I owned it. I played it with friends, and you know, it was the first one that came out. So I imagine a lot of people. Uh, got this one if, if they got any Mario Party game for the GameCube. One of the gimmicks they introduced was uh, the Mega and Mini Mushrooms, where um, the, the Mini Mushrooms you only roll um, a few number of spaces, but they usually have like shortcuts and other kind of mini game type things that you can play by yourself um, for extra coins uh, if you use mini. So there's kind of a risk reward there. They had some decent, you know, games. It's Mario Party. I don't know what is there to say, right? It's the, you know Mario Party. The, the only, it is what it is, right? You you go around the right. board. You you get uh, stars. You have to purchase stars, and people troll each other with items, and you know there are ways of screwing with each other with the happening spaces and everything. So you know it's Mario Party. It's quite fortuitous to talk about this because um, obviously on RFN four hundred they were talking about was it Mario Party one? I guess. I think you were playing two, which is which is actually the one I played the most. Yeah, that was actually one reason I selected this game. Um, yeah, Mario Party Two is—I have pretty fond memories of that. I, I, if I played any Mario Party, quite a bit with friends, it was uh, was that one with uh, bumper balls and a couple other games that uh, I recall fondly. Right. And then the connectivity guys were talking about Fortune Street, right? Um, which apparently <laughs> which had, we had last it's... episode. So I figured, you know, you know, people are talking talking a lot of party games. Let's uh, let's trot out another one uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like Nintendo do with the games no. um, so the only one I played was the first one um, I rented it you know way back in the day on the N64 and um, is that the one that drilled a, a hole in your hand yeah yeah that, that was, that's the one <laughs> everyone, I never did it this way but a lot of people used their palm of their hand to do the circle stick yeah, things yeah, and it ruined I a bunch of controllers yeah. and ruined a bunch of palms i, I want to <laughs> yeah, say I, they... I was one of the few who uh, filed the class action lawsuit <laughs> against nintendo no no that's not true but um yeah i could see i could see why that could happen that mini game where you wind up the uh, shy guy i mean uh, <laughs> there were a couple of them like that I, I Crikey. yeah i don't think the second game had those uh, why did people were... do that was it was it such an important mini game? Did you get so many coins or something? Who knows? It? Was I, it worth? <laughs> I just used my thumb, which I mean, it still hurt after a while. But I think that was the idea is that you get tired. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Mario Party, yay! So to answer the question, um, the the game ostensibly takes place in something called the Party Cube, which obviously is a is a joke to you know it's you're on the GameCube, it's the Party Cube, um, <laughs> but. That's a weird opening cinematic. You, you should pull it up on YouTube if you get a chance. Where it's like this ominous floating bag comes and you know outside of the castle, and everyone's like freaked out by it, and then pops out. Oh, hey guys, it's Toad and and the Goomba guy, and we're all, hey, let's all have a party here. This is really weird. Um, 
opening cinematic, but uh, it's it's worth <laughs> looking at it. It's it's kind of a product of its era, I think. So, uh, <laughs> so it's just like, oh, hey, my, we can do CG now. Apology. Yeah, let's let's do that uh, <laughs> for no apparent reason. <laughs> People always go to Mario Party for the story, right? That's right. Yeah, it's all about the story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> doing the monkey <laughs> you know i love songs like this because you know people might have may have played a game in the series but they'd be like is it that song it doesn't quite sound like that song but it kind of does i always like those kind of songs i have no idea what you're talking about here <laughs> <laughs> next song
Cool. Well, it wasn't mentioned before, but this uh, was my request. And I will go ahead and give a hint question. So, which playable character is only one year old, according to the in-game description? you've played any game in this series, you'll hopefully have worked out what this game is um, from that song. That was the uh, title yes. music to Killer Instinct on the Game Boy. <laughs> yep, thank you! <laughs> yeah, so that's what I meant by, you know, it's like, I've heard that song, but not really quite like that. <laughs> it's right. kind of like, right. you may have played it at the arcades, you may have played the SNES version, but not many people played this version, which I owned, uh, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine this game holds up terribly well, this version of it at least. <laughs> it didn't hold up when it came out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, well, the, the SNES one was pretty good, it was a pretty good port, you know, but it was you know, a very toned-down sure. photocopy of the original. And this is like a, a black-and-white photocopy of a colour photocopy. Right. So <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> you can't really tell what the original thing was in the first place. Yeah. But, um, you know, for, for what it is, you know, um, it, was, it was a pretty good port. I mean, it had most of the characters and all of their moves had ultra combos and... You know, it even had the boss, and you, which was actually playable with a secret cheat code. Hmm. Idol, if you remember him, the guy with the big guy with the club. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm not a fighting game person. I'm going to sound very ignorant here for a second. Is Killer Instinct was it originally envisioned as kind of a, a spoof of Mortal Kombat, um, or was it? 
originally envisioned as a serious fighting game? Um, well, this was like, you know, this was back in the Ultra 64 days, wasn't it? This was a one of the two Ultra 64 arcade cabinets that were made, which were, which were eventually going to be Nintendo 64 games. So it could have been just Nintendo's way of, you know, getting a, a hardcore fighter exclusive mm. to their system. Okay. You know, where, you know, the Sony had obviously had Tekken and um, Sega had Virtual Fighter. So, you know, they kind of wanted something that would look good on their the sure. resume of the N64 or Ultra 64 as it was known then. But it came out so on the Super pretty... Nintendo first, right? <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing. The N64 got pushed back so so much. I guess they just um, asked Rare if they could, uh, you know, whip out an SNES version in the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> and the Game Boy version because they actually came out the same year, um, just a few months apart from one another. Mm. Um, I actually had both versions, in fact, because um, I, I actually played this game at the arcade. Um, a lot. Hmm. Wasted a lot of my pound coins on it. Wow. And, um, pretty expensive habit. It was a yeah, it was a pretty expensive arcade cabinet, but you know, it was you know latest thing at the time. Sure. So what you're gonna do? Uh, a pound a pound is like you know that was like whatever two dollars two dollars. Still is about that, isn't still, it? Yeah, still is. It was probably more back then, but whatever. It was an expensive game to play, but it looks so good. And then. When the SNES one came out, you know, obviously it was downgraded a lot. You know, all the <laughs> yeah. CGI cutscenes were taken out. Um, the colors were a little, a little bit more muted. You know, it wasn't really 3D anymore. In in the sense, you know, the the stages weren't 3D. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, yeah, and all sorts of you know particle effects and all those kind of things were kind of you know removed. Um, but you know, it still looked good, and it was a good. Alternative to you know Street Fighter, you know if you if you're sick of Street Fighter, mm-hmm. you know sure. it's a good alternative. And uh, I'd be interested to know if it was more popular in the UK than other countries because obviously this is a a British developed game, you know. And uh, be interested to know. I mean, it was really popular in my circle of friends at high school. And um, the reason why I chose the the, uh, the Game Boy version, um, just having a a handheld fighting game uh, was quite a, a unique thing back in the day, and you know, obviously the link linked up with the, the link cables. And a couple of my friends also had the game. Um, this was way before download play or anything sure, like that. Sure. You know, you needed two copies of the game yeah. and the cable and two Game Boys to play this. So yeah, and we used to play this like you know every lunch break, and it was just you know, it was a lot of fun. You know. The, it replaced Tetris uh, as the go-to kind of battle game at lunchtime, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I suppose there wasn't a whole lot to, to use that link cable for up until uh, yeah. Pokemon came we did out. Play, <laughs> right, right, right. We did play Worms a lot. Worms was pretty good on the Game Boy. Um, but you actually didn't even need the link cable for that. You just passed the system around. All right. Well, before we move on, we should answer the trivia question. Uh, yes. So, which character is only one year old, and uh, I'm sure someone's thinking of like a gigantic baby or something right now, <laughs> right now. but that's not true. Uh, it's Fulgore. It was a, I don't know if it's a robot or a cybernetic, I guess it's a robot because it's entirely um, 
It's only one year yeah. old, and it, is in, it was only built a year ago. But uh, that is how it is phrased, because um, and you have the opening, what do they call it, the demo reel or the the, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the teaser the, reel or whatever the, the correct term is. Yeah, the profiles come up, and uh, for you know they always say age colon so and so. So for him, it's age one. So there you go, full gore. Which which on the Game Boy version was just a static green screen, <laughs> <laughs> which with text, you know, this almost the size of half the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, oh good times. But yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of you know 8-bit uh, chiptune remixes of you know other of games, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess that is in a way. It is, know, yeah. Even that's Absolutely. an official an official chiptune. Yeah, you know, no, I mean it was the same for things like you know Mario Golf for Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. where uh, you know a lot of times they had the same music as for the N64 game, but uh, you know it's chiptunified, so you know cool. Mm-hmm. When it comes to things like movie themes, I'm a big fan of those. You know when you got the at, uh, the NES version of RoboCop or, <laughs> you know, Rambo sure. or something, the Terminator, things like that. And it's, it's always hilarious to hear them in 8-bit versions. <laughs> so, yeah. Great theme song. Great theme song. Even in 8-bit. All right. Well, we've got a uh, listener request coming up. Cool. And this one is requested by Freeze Star. Oh, I was hoping for Damn Man. He, he always seems to be on when I'm on. <laughs> I like that melody on the theremin or whatever instrument that is. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. It reminds me of something I've played, but I don't think I've played this game. <laughs> Should be fun. <laughs> Like it? I got no idea. Well, here's your hint question, which won't help you that much. On which non-Nintendo console did this game also appear?
<laughs> this is embarrassing. I got absolutely no idea. I can only think of like myself snowboarding down a mountain in some kind of extreme sports game or something like that. That's the only kind of thing it reminds me of. I'll give you two hints here. <laughs> okay. One, I was also very surprised by this soundtrack uh, based on the, the name of this game. Uh, and uh, second, I could probably, in post-production, make it sound like you had a very close to correct answer at this point from this recording. <laughs> <laughs> so think about what what you've said thus far and uh, guess again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. What did I say? Uh, all right, I'll, I'll, you know what this is for the sake of time. This is Magical yep. Tetris Challenge for the Nintendo 64, which uh, wow. is a Disney, okay. uh, really Mickey-themed um, Tetris game that came out uh, on N64 on uh, the original PlayStation. And I think there was an arcade oh, version okay. as well. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not positive on that. Um, I don't know if the PS1 had a different soundtrack or a more extensive one. It certainly had more disk space uh, you could use. But uh, yeah, this is a game I think it was made by Capcom. Um, but it's a you know it's a Disney themed and has a pretty funky soundtrack. You know, strangely, I seem to recall Mickey Speedway USA also having a fairly funky soundtrack, but completely um. different developer. I, I don't know if that's coincidence or what, but. Um, anyway, this is a Tetris game, believe it or not. Um, I guess on the N64, they, there were a couple of Tetris-esque games, like Tetrisphere, uh, too, that had kind of, uh, uh, very impressive soundtracks that, uh, went against your preconceived notions of what a puzzle game soundtrack should sound like. And, uh, I, I don't know enough about the, the nuances of Tetris to tell you what makes this version any more or less unique than, uh, other iterations of Tetris, but, uh, you know, it's got the, it's got like a little stupid little story mode where Mickey goes visit Minnie and Pete, whatever is the bad guy. And I think he has some sort of like magical wand or something. I don't know. I, it, it didn't make much sense. The, the, I don't know if it was just really poorly written or, uh, the translation was a bit awkward if Capcom was <laughs> originally responsible for the plot. <laughs> Capcom. Capcom. <laughs> Yes, the, the company that gave you Revel Latians. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Well, well, their own their own name. They also spell wrong. Oh, <laughs> various websites and things. Yes, that company. Uh, okay. Well, this is this game couldn't be further out of my wheelhouse. A Disney puzzle game. Well, how <laughs> like, could it be? You yeah. just told me that you used to play Tetris all the time. <laughs> on the Game Boy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Definitely. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't think I've ever owned or played many Disney games, to be honest. Yeah, I, I haven't either. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for, all, for all I know, it's a very you know competent traditional Tetris game for N64, and I'm not you know sure how many different options you got there. But uh, hey, you know, it's got a good soundtrack. Yeah. I like that music. Very yeah, funky. it's got great, great music. Yeah, so, doesn't doesn't at all remind me of Disney or or Tetris. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was what they were going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guess I, I'm always just like a pure Tetris guy. I've never really um, wanted to have all these different variations of Tetris. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, pu- puzzle the pond. That's pretty cool. I like that kind of mm-hmm. puzzle game. Sure. But yeah, Tetris. I just like Tetris as Tetris. <laughs> sure. 
Can't mess with a, a classic, I understand. There you go. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on to uh, a second listener request. This one is from Retro Decades from Langley, British Columbia. more 8-bit. Yeah, always good to have a nice bit of 8-bit. You can give me that uh, non-hint hint question now. All right. Which species serves as the main villain of this game? Awesome. I mean, there's some hint there. I mean, there's <laughs> it's a species. Uh, there's a particular species that's the, the enemy. That, that helps, right? Yeah. Species. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, um, I don't know. And it's on the NES, yep. and it's, uh, I don't know, a shoot-em-up. <laughs> uh, you're, you're pretty close. I, I guess that would be, <laughs> this would be characterized as that, I suppose. Uh, yeah. This game is Bucky O'Hare for the NES. Oh, you know what? If you played the the title song to that, I would have got it, because I used to watch that that cartoon. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. I know very little about Bucky O'Hare, so I'm, I'm glad you know something about uh, this franchise. This is a Konami game. It came out, um, and it, I guess the closest analog I have to this is maybe Little Samson, which we used maybe 10 episodes ago or so, um, in that it's Konami's take sort of on a Mega Man formula game. Um, so it's, right, it's, right. A, it's a late NES game, and uh, so the graphics actually look pretty good on it. And uh, you start off with the screen, you can choose amongst four planets, um, which are the, you know, the four first levels. And uh, when you beat a level, you get your member of the crew back. I guess you're rescuing them. They've been captured by the Toads, which are, the, <laughs> the uh, of course, the, the bad guys. I guess there's like a Toad Empire or something. And then you can play as that character. I think you can switch them on the fly, just like with Mega Man, you switch your powers. But in this case, you're switching the characters. I think Little Samson let you do too. You, I think it was a very similar structure where you beat a level and then you got that character at the end of the level that you could use in a in a, in a different level. Um, right. Although I think in Little Samson's case, I think you originally you first started off playing as that new character, whereas here you rescue him at the end. Um, but otherwise, it's a very similar structure, so that after the four first levels, um, you have your full, whatever, suite, I guess. Um, actually, I don't know what happens later in the game. I didn't watch enough, so uh, I, I presume that after the first four levels, you there is some sort of wily castle-esque uh, series of levels, but uh, that, that's me speculating here. Um, <laughs> I, I would hope that this game is more than four levels long. Um, yeah, I think this is called, like, Bucky the Toad Wars or something like that. Oh, you think there was and, a subtitle um, on this? Uh, I thought it was just called Bucky. Maybe on the cartoon. Uh, I'm not sure about the game. But, yeah, obviously the, the name Bucky O'Hare is obviously comes from... Probably comes from Buck Rogers. Um, you know, it's going for that kind of right. uh, vibe. Right. It was probably, you know, some guy in his studio apartment is like, Bucky, Buck, Buck, Bucky sounds like, uh, let's make him a rabbit. No, it sounds more yeah, like a but, chicken to me, dude. But, but, yeah, there you go. Why, why was it? They probably it chose a, a chicken first, and they realized, you know, that's not really a very exciting hero. Uh, buck toothed, maybe. Okay, buck tooth. All right, all right, I can go for that. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Reverse engineering the the uh, yeah. conception of the character here. I like this. And then you've got O'Hara <laughs> from uh, Star Trek, right? So you kind of stick them both together. There you go, Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> This game looks pretty good. I mean, I, I think uh, it may be tough to get the licenses all lined up to re-release this in any format. Yeah, God knows who owns this now, right? Yeah, uh, but uh, this would be another one of those uh, lost NES gems, I think, that uh, I think a lot of people would be interested in checking out. Well, if we can't get turtles on the virtual console, there's, there's no way we're going to get this, are we? Well... Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know where all the different license holders uh, live anymore, you know, in terms of companies going out of business. There, there were several names on that copyright screen, so it does not bode well. <laughs> right, right. Um, Get the cartridge officially and play it on your Redcon 5. <laughs> cool music. 
All right. Well, we've uh, got one last game here. That's awesome. I love it. Yes. I love it. Come on. Crank up your headphones for the next two songs.
absolutely incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Hint question, people. Listen up. Which collectible from the previous game in the series was completely abandoned for this sequel? Okay, TYP, take us home. Awesome. Well, I, I did my very best to choose some of the uh, choice picks from this game. I, I probably spent longer than I should have. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure you enjoyed every minute. Yeah. <laughs> Just an awesome, eclectic selection of music smashed together in one game. God, what could this be, possibly? What, what came out lately? Uh, uh, you wouldn't believe it would be two <laughs> fighting games in, in one episode of this podcast. Are you... Uh, uh, this is, of course, The Legend of Super Mario Pokey Mega Balloon Emblem X, a.k.a. Super Smash Bros. for 3DS. Amazing music, as would as you would have expected, because every Smash Bros. game has awesome music yeah. from every series. <laughs> but not only that, but they just they do remixes with such, you know, intricate detail and care. And, uh, you know, probably in some cases do better music than what's actually in the original games. <laughs> it's funny you bring this up because I'm, I'm not going to rack on this because the bar for Smash Brothers is really, really high. They've set the bar really high and this is the first portable game. So they're, I have to set my expectations or whatever, but in this game there are a lot of reprised remixes and, and that's normal. They did that with Brawl too. Um, right. And they're good remixes, just I've heard them for seven years or whatever already. Right, right. Um, 
And in some cases, they're just pulling from the original, which again helps flesh it out. And it's it's hard to fault them for the ones they pulled. I mean, like it, when you got Punch Out for We, that yeah. song is awesome. Cool. But you can't fault them for just taking that lock, stock, and barrel, right? So right. Uh, I don't really fault them for that either. But I feel there are a few remixes that fall a little flat that are new in this game. A, a prime example um, would be the uh, the Dark World and uh, from The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Dark World and Dark World Dungeon remix. Um, I saw like, oh, oh, cool. I, I love those songs. I'm going to love this remix. And it just felt so by the numbers. What about the uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 remixes? I think there's two. Oh, yeah. there's some great ones too. I, I, my point is that there are, there are some that fall in my mind a little short but they're also some really great that's another really great one the only reason I didn't pick that one honestly for (laughs) one of these three was that I already used a version of that song for Nintendo Land Um, and so I I caught myself and uh, and, and switched it up but yeah so it's a great soundtrack Um, it's a little tinny because it's on 3DS and I, I understand and respect the desire to keep their 150 songs able to fit on your SD card, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to the Wii U game a lot uh, after getting my hands on this. So, do you think they're going to have a totally different soundtrack for that one? Um, I think it'll be expanded. There might be a few uh, exclusive to each. Uh, I think there will be based on the announcement of the the soundtrack uh, bonus if you get both right. games. But um, so, I'm expecting there to be some overlap and uh, some new ones. And well, there's overlap. I would expect higher fidelity. Uh, version of the songs because they don't have to worry as much about storage space with a, a bd rom or whatever yeah 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 good point the technology yeah. is they're using <laughs> so um yeah uh you know it, it's funny um as people may remember or have seen in forum posts i i was very much on the fence uh, regarding purchasing this game yeah me too and uh, I, I i know you've talked a lot about this on, on the famicast but um i played this at e3 and I kind of liked it, but at the same time, I just, you know, and you walk over to the Wii U and say, well, this game's better, you know? <laughs> and uh, I I knew that the control scheme they were using felt off for me and not a lot of people at E3 because they had Smash was A and, uh, you know, Special was B in, in, that, in the layout for the Diamond on the 3DS. It just didn't feel right to me. Um, and they did the same thing for the demo without any option to customize, which I... So I... I I couldn't tell how much of my um, hesitation was purely the control scheme and how much of it was something else I couldn't put my finger on. But uh, when you suggested using this game for, for Posse, I said, okay, well, fine, I'll, let's use it. I'll buy the game because I, I'd eventually buy it anyway, probably. So what the hell? It's not going to go down in Yeah, <laughs> may as well chill out and give Nintendo their money. And um, I, I don't regret it yet. I, it, it's... Um, I had some time to play this on Friday um, online with uh, a couple of people. I think I played it with Addison and uh, Strike Roby and a couple other folks in the forums, I think. It was mostly okay. I think you may have already touched on this some, but it it, it does turn into a slideshow every once in a while. Um, yeah, I don't think you and I should ever attempt to no, online match. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, even playing as a one in Florida was, was pushing it, apparently. It's, it's still a, a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to be my preferred way to play Smash Brothers. Just the, the screen's oh, sure, a little sure. small, and and my thumbs did get sore after a while. The, the slide pad, I guess it's a circle pad, whatever the proper term is, the the, the stick equivalent for 3DS. Yeah. Um, 
my hand starts to slip off of it after a little while. And, and uh, oh, I guess that sometimes would happen to me with Brawl or whatever. It, it happens a lot quicker. <laughs> and, and that's happened to me with like 3D Land too. So it, it's kind of a limitation of the design of it. Sure, sure, sure. I think it has to do with its low profile to make the clamshell design work. And, and of course, the buttons are a little smaller and more cramped and everything. So. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too bothered about the stick. I think yeah, the buttons being small is probably the biggest yeah. thing. Not having the big um, a, a GameCube A button is a big, yeah. Um, yeah. big difference for me, isn't it? Something yeah. you get used to, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I was surprised. I, I adjusted pretty quickly once I changed the uh, the smash to B and uh, special to Y, which is I yeah. think how how I laid it out when I uh, had a rare occasion to use the, the classic controller. On Smash, but that's that's how I would do it too, and so that, that definitely helped a lot. So, uh, you know, don't uh, don't worry about the control scheme if if uh, the demo put you off. You know, there are a couple levels where it gets too small and you're hard to see the action, or maybe I don't like. But you know, it, overall, it, it it works surprisingly well as a portable Smash Brothers game, and it's a lot of fun, and you know, has a great big soundtrack and. Yeah, I mean, it, it works. And if the online works this decently for uh, the 3DS, I'm hoping that uh, Wii U will work, you know, be a little better. Because it's got, a, in theory, a better, uh, you know, Wi-Fi connection or even a wired connection if you got a dongle cable and uh, more processing power. So uh, I am uh, I am looking forward to this. But uh, in the meantime, not a bad pick. Thank you for pushing me over the edge. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for yeah. making me spend forty dollars that I wasn't planning on spending. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I'll pay. I'll pay Paul you later. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any? I, I know I kind of went on a tirade here. Was there anything you wanted to add regarding? Uh... No, no. I think I think it's fair that you um, you should go <laughs> have the full full stage here because you know I've I've got a podcast to talk about this myself. Uh-huh. You know, to several times. So. Um, yeah, this is this is all you all you did. Okay, well, we do yeah. have to answer your question though before we, we go. Um, so, as you point, out, I didn't even notice this, but you're absolutely right. They, they did mm-hmm. ditch one collectible, even though there's a bunch of other collectibles. Uh, well, what collectible is that? So it was the stickers from Brawl, and yeah, it was completely abandoned for these new games. Um, I'm assuming it's also abandoned for the uh, the Wii U version too. Um, yeah, so the stickers have been. Uh, well, I wouldn't say replace, but you know, the, instead of them, they have these moves or techniques mm-hmm. um, that you can apply to your characters and your, also your me characters. And so you can, you know, for example, you can change Mario's fireball to, you know, a slower one or a bigger one or things like that. And uh, yeah, so those are the things that you collect. Well, they, they do have other things that are more like akin to stickers that are more like augments, right? There's the yeah, like whatever power kind of emblem or the whatever. They have different things that are you can fill in slots that, that are kind of like the equivalent of RPG accessory slots. Um, right, right, right. So yeah, those yeah. are very similar to stickers, but mm-hmm. there's no conceit kind of, throw of away things. Yeah, yeah, there's no conceit of like, oh, we're, I'm putting the sticker in the bottom of of the trophy. And, uh, you know, didn't you have to, like, uh, find room on the base of it or something? Yeah, yeah, to... yeah, I kind of like, yeah, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, this way it's just kind of like a list of stuff, isn't it? It's not quite as interesting. Yeah, before it was more of like a Mega Man Battle Network or yeah. uh, Resident Evil type uh, minigame of trying to cram as much as you can onto 
limited yeah. floor there's, space. And there's only there's only three three icons for these. It's like you know green, blue, and red. I yeah. know what it says. Yeah, you just have to read the description to know what's different. Yeah. So yeah. But you know, whatever. Stickers. I think stickers and trophies were kind of a bit too much. Me, but whatever. Four hundred trophies and then you know eight hundred stickers. <laughs> it was kind of got a bit monotonous yeah. towards the end. How do you feel about the customization? Because I, I haven't really fiddled with it much. I, to me, I, I'm kind of wary of it. I feel it's kind of the same phenomenon as, as Mario Kart 8, where I, I got thrown into it, and I'm like, well, I don't even know what these yeah. different things do, well, and I really don't want to fiddle with it. I'd rather just play the damn game and not... Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. But, but you could, Because you can't take any of this online, it's only limited you know, to local play and the single player. Uh, I think it's optional. I think you can. I, I have seen... At least maybe for playing with friends, I have seen online uh, ability to turn on um, customizations. Yeah, yeah, you, you could, yeah, you could be right. You could be right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not really looking too much into it. I mean, I, I'm interested to know the other moves for the characters. You know, like you know, Donkey Kong's got different spin attacks yeah. and stuff like that. And then I use Donkey Kong a lot, so it's like it's cool to see. His different ground pound and different punches and stuff, because he's he's had pretty much the same moves across right. all four games. So it's nice to finally see, you know, variations of that, you know, and just the mind-boggling amount of variations you can have now. Yeah, that scares me. I mean, yeah. I have a hard enough time just learning a subset of the characters that right. you know, because <laughs> I I do like playing on random with friends, and you know, I'll get Lucario, and it's like, well. I know people are really good with Lucario or Greninja, but I can't for life me figure out how the hell to play with these guys. You know? <laughs> yeah, so I, I struggle enough with that. So I, this additional layer of, well, now you, the enemies could be using one of three different other moves for each of their special attacks, and it's just sort of overwhelming for me. So I, I mean, I appreciate that they're doing that, and it's it's cool they're doing it, but it's, I, I just. Uh, yeah, I haven't really figured out what is the best mode or what what mode they expect you to use these in. I mean, if it's, if it's just Smash Run, um, no. that would interest me. <laughs> no, I think they're envisioning you just shaking things up with your friends. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's cool. uh, and it makes sense because if you if you got one staple character that you you really like playing with, you can tweak one little thing about him if you want every once in a while and. I mean, I, I, and I you can see have the eight variations. Yeah, I, of I mean, each character. I'll be curious to see if in tournaments um, they settle on um, like different non-default builds for some of the other characters as the rules that they play by. Oh, in tournaments, I'm sure they don't allow any. Generally, in the past, you know, there, there's some characters that are not preferred, and I'm wondering if maybe by uh, or or on the other hand, I think there was like Meta Knight might have been overpowered, and they say you can't play as him, and so I'm. I'd be curious to see if the, the... I'm not talking about, you know, the, the custom tailoring where you're adding equipment, but just changing up, like, the the move the might... move sets, right, right. ...allow the, the community to, in effect, have their own balancing mechanism. So they can have eight variations of Fox and finally have slight different, uh, <laughs> slightly different uh, matches for I, once. If they allow <laughs> it, I think they'll say, this is the customization, or in this case, use default, and this one, they proved set is default or this one custom or, uh, they'll have to work it out come on let, let's be honest it's default it's default or nothing you know they're not gonna <laughs> really allow any variation of it it's probably just gonna be the default setting and, we'll see yeah. we'll see 
but as as of recording, we're on the first week of the American release. So yeah, it's only been out for two, three days. I mean, I, I downloaded it yeah. Thursday night, and we're recording this Sunday at twilight uh, in the morning. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. got a long way to go before we know the depths of this game. So, yeah. but I I think the reception thus far has been pretty positive. So I think uh, yeah. it bodes well for. Um, I think already, I mean, even at E3, everyone said, you know, this, this does feel better than Brawl. And, and I was not a Brawl hater. I, I enjoyed playing Brawl, but um, I, I do think this game uh, has a certain, uh, I, I don't know what, but it, it it feels a little slicker, I guess a little faster. It, it, Definitely, yeah. It, it feels right, you know, and that, that's all you can say for this. It's an improvement, and they've, they've obviously listened to the complaints and improved upon those complaints so which is good except for when Sakurai wants to troll so oh of course yeah you can never rule that out with uh, him (laughs) but but yeah it's a good game it's a good game to you know practice for the Wii U game coming up in a couple of months as well right (laughs) sadly that's kind of what it is I I, I was very cynical that's why I didn't want to buy it but damn it you pushed me over the edge well you know if you have a commute and if you have a chance to play it portably I think that's when it really shines and it's just kind of it's just like a halo appears above your head and you go oh my god this is why this game was made you know I'm playing Smash right yeah <laughs> I, I know there will be a period of yeah. time where I'll be at PAX yeah. or E3 or whatever we'll say hey let's play some Smash and we don't have the Wii U version readily available no. <laughs> <laughs> although it is technically possible with the Wii U it's more portable than most uh, consoles but not, not as portable as fitting in your pocket so yeah Alrighty, well, we gotta wrap this up. Yes, it's uh, it's getting early here, and damn it, it's uh, time for bed slash breakfast. Time, yeah, that's right. Thank you for uh, making time here, James. No, for, uh, absolutely, for recording. My pleasure. Is there anything you would like to plug regarding Famicast or uh, anything else you're working on? Famicast. <laughs> Los Famicastos. Uh, no, um, <laughs> please uh, continue listening to the Famicast. If you listen to the Famicast, and if you don't, uh, give it a try. If you like Japan or Japanese games, then uh, please to enjoy. We're we're gonna try and uh, you know up the ante. We're trying to, gonna try and have more episodes than we've had in the past, and see how that goes. There's a little experiment, maybe two a month. And I'm a fan of the whole uh, uh, real or not video game <laughs> yeah, that uh, might, segments. That may make it a Ty's a funny guy, and uh, those are those are a lot of fun. Yeah, I wonder if he got um, the uh, ki- the Killer Instinct. Uh, if he listens to this show, <laughs> I hope he does, because <laughs> um, he is a big fan of Killer Instinct, and he often talks about the uh, the big boy version on the Xbox One. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, he would be ashamed of himself if he didn't get it. Or, or not. <laughs> you never uh, know what that Well, you know, this isn't exactly the, the, the premiere version. <laughs> yeah, of the Game Boy version. It's like the perfect dark version of right. <laughs> on Game Boy. I also have that on Game Boy. God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just bought every Rare game. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not surprised. All right, well, good night, good morning, good whatever time it is for you listening um and uh see you next time bye everyone see you later
Mario Party 4 is copyright 2002, Nintendo Hudson Soft. Killer Instinct is copyright 1994-1995, Nintendo Rare. Magical Tetris Challenge is copyright 1998, Elorg, The Tetris Company, Capcom, Disney. Bucky O'Hare is copyright 1992, Continuity Graphic Associates, Star Wild Music, Konami. Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS is copyright 2004, Nintendo, with original music sources copyright their respective owners. Hey everyone, just want to remind you that on November 8th, which is a Saturday, Nintendo World Report is holding its 5th annual Child's Play charity event. Child's Play is a charity that provides video games and other necessities to children's hospitals. And this is the 5th year that Nintendo World Report has done a live telethon over the internet uh, in support of this very important charity. The event starts at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, which is noon Eastern Time, those are U.S. time zones, and hopefully it will go for many, many hours because every hour features a new segment, and uh, each segment is unlocked by reaching a new fundraising goal. So uh, we'll have lots of panelists, uh, both Nintendo World Report staff and uh, special guests from other podcasts, and, uh, and of course we're going to have our FN crew, Connectivity, Famicast, uh, and Radio Trivia will also be returning. Of course, that's assuming that we raise money for Child's Play. So join us live. Call in via Skype. Maybe you win a prize. Uh, you can read all the details at NintendoWorldReport.com. And uh, even if you can't make it, you can still donate ahead of time. And it will count fully towards our goals and towards unlocking segments. We'll make every effort to post our audio after the event, but can't make any promises. So uh, please do try to be there if, if you can. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, you never know exactly what's going to happen. A live dynamic uh, really keeps things interesting. So uh, I'll see you then. Yeah.